Welcome to Take Action, Preserve Liberty with Armac Tactical. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Take Action, Preserve Liberty. I'm your host, Ryan McNamara, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Nick Heifel. Nick, how are you, man? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm super pumped that we're actually sitting down to do this. You know, I've, I've wanted to do a podcast for, I would say, about two years, and we finally buckled down. I want to start my own show. I called you fired up one day. I'm like, hey, man, do you want to go in halves on this equi- equipment? I want to start with the best of the best. I hate starting with with budget stuff that yeah, might get exactly, me by. Exactly. I don't, I don't like the, you know, the budget stuff because you end up replacing it anyway. Yep. So if you start out with something that's good and you stick with it, it's going to last you a lifetime. So, yeah, we ended up getting some nice Shure mics. We got this Rodecaster Pro um, mixing board. The thing is freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, we've been playing with it for the last hour or so, trying to figure it all out and put everything together. And now we're actually recording our first show. And I think with our first show, we need to just kind of lay down some ground rules, or not ground rules, but like kind of groundwork of what what this show is going to be about and, uh, you know, a little bit about, you know, what the show's going to be and who's on it. So Absolutely. Ryan, you know, I met you about two years ago when you opened your store here in Oregon. Correct. Um, what was your background prior to opening your store? Who are you? So I'm Ryan McNamara. Um, just turned 39 years old. And basically, I grew up in California most of my life and was kind of a person who wanted to be in the outdoors and kind of liked being outdoorsy kind of things. Either was going to the beach or going to the mountains. Um, you know, as a kid, I used to dig up fossils in the mountains and stuff. So I loved being in the mountains as a kid, parents took me around and we, you know, we did that kind of thing. I was a rock collector and, you know, it's kind of the geeky kid things and, uh, basically ended up moving up here and kind of changing life paths. I was a crime scene investigator at uh, Orange County Sheriff's Department for right around uh, 13 years. Uh, did that career had a decent time doing it, but never really fulfilled, uh, fulfilled with that position. So never felt like I got anything really out of it. I mean, I I did the job to try to help people and that's kind of where my life was always at was wanting to help people. And I kind of taken that approach with the business now here at RMAC tactical and I just want to help people. So I'm taking that same philosophy and just said, Hey, let's, let's help people at, you know, in, you know, protecting themselves, getting them into sports and that's kind of where I kind of my roots in shooting was is more in the competition sports side. So, um, you know, started, you know, I moved out of the house when I, in my uh, early 20s, I decided to purchase a firearm in California, which, you know, of course, California is an interesting place to own firearms. You can't really own, you know, particular types of handguns. So I, my first handgun was a Glock 23. I mean, 40 caliber, that's what the department carried. I was like, cool. Like, you know, 40 cal is what I'm going to go with. So I end up uh, buying that firearm and told myself, hey, I need to learn how to use it. So I end up going to the range and knowing my uh, behavior and the way I kind of do things in life, I like to get into something and I kind of go both feet in and just go at it. And I want to be the best and try to do the best I can at that kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, I was practicing at least two, three times a week. And, you know, ammo got expensive, and next thing you know, the guys at the range were like, hey, we got this uh, Tuesday night tactical night. They called it Tactical Tuesday. This was a uh, shout-out to the Brea Indoor Shooting Range down there in California, and uh, hope they're doing well. Scott, I uh, hope your business is doing great down there. Uh, we love you, man. And, um, yeah, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have probably gotten to the uh, the shooting business. So, 
And, you know, so I, yeah, did that for a lot of years and it just ended up snowballing into the bigger things. And next thing you know, I'm competing at a national level. I'm going around, you know, the country, been to Louisiana, been to Utah multiple times, Nevada. I mean, name of state, I've probably been there and shot something there. So, and, uh, you know, was in the sport of USPSA, which is the United States Practical Shooting Association. And it's, it's a run and gun event. So you run around with a gun, you know, in a safe manner, of course. And it's like a tactical course. You have windows and walls and you have to shoot in various positions. So it really helped develop the skill of shooting, but not only just, you know, standing there and shooting. It was like running and shooting, you know, so it's kind of a lot of fun. And that's kind of where, you know, I got into the shooting. And the next thing you know, it's, hey, I want to start building guns. I start building guns and start working on uh, gunsmithing projects, learning how to how guns work. And I've always been very mechanical by nature. And, I mean, I've, you know, my dad and I built a 1970 Dodge Challenger. We built the, the engine from the ground up. So I learned how all that stuff worked. And, uh, you know, learned a lot of the skills like that. My grandfather was a, a structural steel engineer and welder. Learned that kind of skill. Just learned a lot of, you know, kind of hands-on blue-collar stuff that was really cool. And, you know, mom always kept getting me into, you know, learning how to be smart with things too. So I can kind of do a little bit of both. Um, You know, that's kind of when I got into the crime scene stuff was more kind of, I guess you can call it more white collar type job, but, you know, I was able to get my hands dirty too. So that's awesome. So born and raised in California. Yep. Um, you work some ins and outs jobs growing up as a kid. Correct. And then you were at the Orange County Sheriff's Office mm-hmm. for 11 years. 13. 13, 13 doing crime years. scene investigator. Yep. You decided you did not want to be a part of California anymore. You yep. wanted a change in your life. Yeah. Um, got married, headed to Oregon. Yeah. Uh, started RMAC Tactical. I did. Out of Junction City, Oregon. Um, and then right as I was starting my business, High Film Media, um, was right around the same time you're starting your business. So yeah, exactly. That's how we actually met. You can, you came in the store and pretty much cold called me Yeah, and said, Hey, I'm, I'm a photographer in town and you know, and, uh, you showed me some work and I was like, yeah, let's get this guy involved. And you know, I was like, Hey, let's, let's start rolling with this. And yeah, the media side of things has been fantastic since yeah, I brought you aboard. So yeah, it's been a fun relationship and you know consider you one of my best friends now and you know it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to have a work relationship but also just a personal relationship too so yeah so nick tell me a little bit more about yourself then so the listeners can know a little bit more about you and what you do in uh, your industry sure so i'm nick with high film media i own a video production company we're based out of oregon but travel all over the world i do photo and video for various mm-hmm. um, types of clients i specify in doing videos for law enforcement agencies Mm-hmm. and service-based businesses and dealers, manufacturers. So like I said, I started right around the same time you started, Ryan, your shop. And I I had about four years prior in the industry, in the video production industry. Um, two of those years, I was just doing freelance work. And then the other two, I was working under somebody else in town, a production company. Mm-hmm. And then I got tired of doing that and decided I want to start my own business. So I did that and got an office out in Junction City. That was my first big stepping stone and really had no idea how to get clients or anything. And I recently was getting, or I was getting into guns at the time while I started my business. And mm. I'm like, oh, there's a gun shop out in Junction City. Like maybe I can go in there and check it out. And then I went in there and got my AR upgraded and 
Yeah, I'm I remember like, that. We put, did a handguard on it and yeah. a couple other small, uh, you know, add-on accessories and yeah. things. Like Four, 45 Four, sites. Yeah, 45 sites was a big thing for you. So, yeah, and next thing you know, you're, yeah, you keep coming in. We keep building rifles and things for you. And I know. You keep taking these awesome photos of them, which, you know, if you haven't seen the Instagram uh, for RMAC Tactical, yeah, it's at RMAC Tactical. Uh, check out the photos on there. And, of course, with Highfield Media, you got uh, at Nick Highfield and also uh, at Highfield Media is his instagram handles as well check out both both those pages just fantastic work so yeah well i appreciate yeah, it man yeah yeah but yeah it's been good i i i cold called you i walked in i said hey i, I want to do work for you this is what i got and we went and had coffee and ever since that it was a it was a good working relationship and it's been a lot of fun creating yeah, i think that's what kind of brought us together too is a little bit of uh how we both love coffee so yeah we that, like good coffee yeah that definitely helps and i would say the coffee shop we met at it's got it's got decent coffee but i recently mm-hmm. got that espresso maker yeah and i'm probably banging out the best coffee in town so what's so, your uh, what's your favorite go-to brew right now i mean what's what company are you brewing I, I would say right now it's like i think it's actually called black rock not like black rock coffee in eugene but it's from a like a um a large distributor for like restaurants so okay it's like a cash and carry but it's oh, called nice. smart food so okay i just bought like a five pound bag of generic nice and that's been beans. working out good for you yeah, huh? it's been working okay. out good but i was just at uh black rock or black rifle coffee in salt lake heck yeah and visit the guys down there got a tour of the facility they pumped me full of a ass load of coffee which was nice. really good so i brought back like 200 dollars in beans Nice. Um, that I'm just trying to get through my supply right now, and then I'm going to start feeding that through. Heck, yeah. Sounds so, good. I'm going to come over a little more for some uh, espresso. Hey, man, the podcast, I, I think we'll be making coffee every day. Oh, yeah, we're going to be pretty amped. <laughs> so, Ryan, um, you know, I want to start this podcast. I got you on board for starting your own. What What is the purpose of this podcast? What does it mean to you, and, and what do you want it to mean to others? I think it's going to be more of another relationship uh, with our customers, with people in the industry, with other people that just kind of want to learn. I want to kind of bring a new avenue of of thinking. Um, I think there's a lot of people in the industry that say, hey, there's only one way of doing something. But I want to say, yeah, there is that way of doing it, but there's also this way of doing it. But I also want to kind of meld it together and say, you know, there's, there's, there's one right way for you. And my whole thing is make sure you get out there and figure out what works for you. And we call it take action, preserve Liberty because we're kind of in some weird times right now too. So with, you know, everything with COVID going on with, uh, you know, just politics in general, I'm not going to get into that subject. That's uh, definitely another, another time for another podcast. And, you know, again, I think everybody's got their opinion on that and how things should be. Um, But, you know, take action, preserve Liberty is a big thing for us because, this country was founded on a lot of principles of being free and having our second amendment rights is very important to the security of that freedom. And so, yeah, that's why I'm, that's kind of our slogan the last couple of years is, Hey, take that action, preserve Liberty. It's not something that says we need to go out and, and create violence about it. We have, uh, you know, first amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of press. We need to be able to go out there and actually speak our minds and let people know, Hey, we have opinions too. You know, it seems like right now there's one narrative and it's been pushing it one direction and we get silenced. Why do we need to get silenced so much? I mean, we're not evil people. We're not violent people. We just want to protect ourselves. We want to do our thing and we want to be left alone, I think. So totally. 
you know, preserve or take action, preserve liberty is, is kind of the slogan over the last two years here. So, so yeah, the idea of the podcast is, is for you basically to share your message about our Mac and then just inform and get other people involved in the messages you're trying to push to your, yeah. to your customers. And through this podcast, I know we want to talk about training yeah, we want to um, talk about training. We want to talk about gear. We want to talk about mindset. You know, try to cover a lot of different avenues over the next, you know, however long we do this. Yeah, I, I see this going for a very long time. We talked about doing weekly podcasts. I mm-hmm. think that's going to definitely stick. I think so too. And I think you guys will find tremendous value out of these podcasts moving forward. We'll have guests on the show. We're going to definitely stay more narrow towards certain subjects, this being our first podcast. We're just kind of going everywhere and just kind of filling you guys in of, of what the the idea is, what the project is here. So I want to dive a little bit into some topics. And why is it that you ended up opening a gun store in Oregon? Like You moved out here. I don't think you really knew that you were going to start a gun store. Yeah, that's correct. How'd you fall into that? Yeah, so um, originally... You know, coming from a police background, working as a crime scene investigator in California, I ended up getting my first job here in Eugene. I was actually working as a call taker at the dispatch center. So um, worked at that job and just didn't meet their standards. So they let me go. And it's, it's kind of one of those weird jobs where you have to be able to speak, listen, type, hear, hear two or three different people because you got the actual dispatcher who's talking to the police or the fire yelling at you across the room, ask, hey, ask this question, and you're trying to hear somebody on the phone who's just, you know, frantic screaming, and you're trying to understand what they're saying on top of that. So you're, you got this, like, focus shift. You're trying to, like, f- focus on what the caller is screaming about. Then you're trying to, like, try to do the split hearing. So, like, left ear's trying to listen to some ladies just screaming bloody murder on the phone, but then you got a dispatcher screaming bloody murder, ask this question, and if you don't hear both of that and try to type everything that's going on and ask the right questions and keep the person calm on the phone, you just, you, it's hard to keep up with it. You know, I thought it was a pretty good multitasker in general. I mean, they say men can't do two things at once and I kind of can do like one and a half things, yeah. you know? So I thought I could do it, you know, I type pretty fast and can kind of hold my own on that. But, you know, it just ended up not going that route. And believe it or not, uh, that was in... I think I was let go in, in early August, and I think the next weekend it was uh, Scandinavian Festival. First time up here, you know, it's kind of scary. Just lost a job, and I'm going, well, what the heck? So, you know, the wife and I go up to Junction City for the Scandinavian Festival. We check it out. We're eating Abel Skeevers on a, on a bench on the corner of 6th and Greenwood. And I look up, there's a sign that says, hey, the building's for sale. Kind of peeked through the windows. On what I looked at uh, my wife Alyssa and said, "I'm gonna make a gun shop here." It just kind of popped in my mind. I was like, "I'm gonna do this," and I think this would be a fun spot for this. It's a neat little town, um, you know. And then wanted to just bring my perspective of a gun store. And again, like I said earlier, I want to help people. I want to help people get the right equipment to either you know compete in sport or get into the you know wanting to protect their their house, their farm things like that. So that's kind of how that came about. It was just, it kind of popped in my head and I think it was just, you know, God placed me in the right spot at the right time and said, yeah, this is where you need to be. Yeah. That is pretty crazy that, you know, right after you lost your job, you jet up to this little town of 6,000 people and and you're, you're literally, I know that bench it's right across the street. Well, it's actually right outside our window. 
Oh, oh, it's yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that yes, bench that's right yes. below the west window. Yes, there's yeah. a few benches on. Greenwood I know which one you're Street. thinking of. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, <clears throat> but but looking at that building, that's pretty incredible that, that you saw that. There's a for sale sign. It happened to be up. Yeah, and you're and you knew in your mind it. That's what you're doing. Yeah, well, within about ten minutes of looking through the front windows, I already had kind of the idea of, you know, like a rough idea how I was going to set it up and. You know, just like, all right, yeah, the counters are going to go here. I'm going to do this. And, of course, you know, if you've been with us around the, the store since it opened, I mean, it's changed multiple times of how we hang things on the store and whatnot. But, uh, you yeah. know, that's just to accommodate more product as we grow. Yeah, absolutely. So before you bought that, you had some time into just researching the area. Um, yeah. I you, mean, you spent some time at the coffee shop I did, nearby. I did. And I'll give them a shout out. Max Porter's right there on uh, 6th Avenue. So um, they've seen, I've seen many of cups of coffee and espresso and, you know, pretty much tried everything on the, on the menu for sure. So, and just, you know, went in there, tried to see what was going on as far as a uh, flow of traffic of people, what times were good, you know, kind of, you know, who's, you know, the town's kind of quiet in the mornings. I mean, you get your, your normal people that are going to the gym, between like seven and nine and 10 o'clock people start kind of, I won't say waking up, but kind of just start mingling around town a little bit more. So uh, once 10 o'clock hits, it seems like there's a little more flow, but noontime seems pretty busy. So you got people coming in to town for a sandwich. They're going to restore across the street. They're going to the gym for a quick workout. And it's like, that's, that's probably a good time for, you know, the store to open and things like that. So, you know, I kind of just got those demographics and seeing who was around town during that time. Yeah, that's pretty incredible that that you sat there for a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. took notes and were basically like, "Oh yeah, I yeah. had a whole notebook. I'm sure I still have that notebook somewhere because I don't get, really get rid of anything." So yeah, and you're just seeing yeah. what the busy times were mm-hmm. and seeing mm-hmm. what worked, and that's pretty cool that you did that R and D basically before you yeah. moved in and bought the space. Yeah, I think it's important for sure. Absolutely, a lot of people just jump into that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. And and the store's going pretty well. The store's going great. Uh, we keep getting into newer things uh, every month. It seems like we're doing something new or, you know, revamping something. So, I mean, machining has been kind of a big thing for us lately, doing red dot cuts, uh, manufacturing our own 2011s, still doing the manufacture of the AR-15s, AR-10s, AR-9s, you name it. I mean, we're, we're teaming up with a lot of companies doing different things and, uh, you know, doing things in, in the industry that's, you know, people are doing, but we're doing it here at a local small city level. So, yeah. And I would say one thing that's unique about RMAC is it's not like your traditional gun shop. You're not going to walk in and you're not going to stand up in front of a counter basically and look at handguns and rifles in display cases. Mm-hmm. Your handguns, yes, are in display cases. They're easily accessible if a staff member pulls them out and shows you but the rifles are on the wall. You can yeah, literally walk yeah. up to the wall. You can see the rifle. You can touch the rifle. You can you can hold the rifle. Like everything you can do, mm-hmm. which which is pretty incredible. And all your accessories and stuff are out on the floor. Nothing's hidden behind a yeah, a, yeah. a guy standing there that doesn't look friendly. So I think yeah, I guys, wanted that uh, you know that open air feel, that warm welcoming feeling. I mean, we even got the you know the the lighting's kind of you know since you're a photographer, we got that warm lighting. It's down to about four thousand Kelvin or so in there. Yeah, and it just gives it a warm feel. And I wanted that feel in that store because a lot of stores you go into, and you know, I'm not bagging on other stores or anything. It's just it, fluorescent lighting is just green, and it just yeah. kind of puts off a weird vibe in a lot of stores. So 
And I didn't want that. I wanted to feel comfortable with people because guns to a lot of first-time buyers are very intimidating. They don't know what they're asking for. They, you know, they, they've done some research. They've been told by friends, hey, I should get this. We wanted that feel where it's like, yeah, come in with what you, your knowledge is. We'll give you some recommendations. We'll put a bunch of things in your hands. What feels good to you? And we wanted that feeling of, hey, you're, you're, you're one of our family coming into the store so that was important to us yeah in your your traditional gun shop i find i travel for work often and Mm -hmm. i'll stop at different gun shops and you go into these places and it's just you're like generic tacked out dude with his 511 polo with his 511 pants and you can Mm -hmm. let's say i'm a female walking in looking at guns they're they're wanting to shove a revolver in your hand yeah yeah and i think the approach you guys take at our mac you truly find what the person's looking for and, and meet their needs from an outsider. That's what I see. And yeah. I think you guys are doing a good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like you said, you know, we're doing it for each individual needs. I mean, everybody's got a different hand shape, a different grip strength, you know, different, uh, height, weight that all basically plays into what the customer is going to choose, what's right for them. And we try to have as much as we, we can in stock, but you know, obviously in the last couple of years here, um, the supply chain's been kind of crazy and things like that. So we don't have that selection like we did when we first opened, but we're doing the best we can. And we're still finding things that people enjoy that work that are reliable, you know, you know, and in this line of work, you get what you pay for. And, you know, what I like to tell a lot of people is you're asked, not really tell, but more, um, informed. as, as informed, no, not even informed, more ask them the question of how much is your life worth? You know, is your life worth only $200 for a $200 pistol? I mean, yeah, it'll probably work, but is it going to be 100% reliable? And to me, I need to know something's 100% reliable. You know, I'm going out training with it. I'm going out shooting it. I'm going to put, you know, a few thousand rounds through the thing before I can say, yeah, it's going to go on my hip. It's going to go in my safe. It's going to go in my nightstand. So Yeah, and where you guys are carrying reliable firearms mm-hmm. at your store. And Absolutely. this is totally something that we will touch on on another podcast yeah. i know we can go on for hours on this yeah stuff. we've we've jumped around a lot of of what our mac the shop is mm-hmm. um and we definitely want to key in on the types of firearms you guys carry especially yeah. your ar-15 line and what you guys are doing with that absolutely i want to save that for an entire yeah, podcast but since this is kind of a broad overview about who our mac is i want to ask the question what is our mac like why the name Armac? Yeah, it's funny. We get a lot of people that uh, kind of miss the C in there, and they call it Arm Attack or Arm Tech, or you know, they you know they think the AR is because of you know AR fifteen or the Armor Light Rifle. You know, no, it's not assault rifle. That's not what it's, AR stands for. Um, that's a whole other show. But Armac Tactical again. My name is Ryan McNamara. We shorten it down to R McNamara. Shorten it even more. It's Armac. That's just what it is. So. It's just pretty much my name into it and, you know, just kind of what my personality is and who I'm about. And I wanted to bring that, that family feel, that, that friendly attitude, that helpfulness. I want to make you part of our family. I want to help you yeah. you know, find what you need. And what is your goal with Armac Tactical? I want to arm every American citizen out there. That's kind of what I want to do. You know, I want to go coast to coast and say, hey, we want to help you where we can. I mean, we've got customers in Puerto Rico that we've shipped guns to. We've got um, guys in Vegas. We've got guys in Texas. We've got guys in California that we get stuff to. You know, just because you're across, you know, enemy, enemy lines in California, quote unquote, 
we will still find a way to help you out. You know, um, we build single shots and things like that, that conform to their rules. We get the ones that are on the, on the list for guys down there. So we'll make things happen. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Well, I definitely love what you guys are doing there and I'm looking forward to this podcast. Yeah, me Um, too. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, Nick. And, and bringing on guests, I think it will bring on different perspectives from what you and I both have. Um, some good customers of yours, good friends that you've built Mm -hmm. through having the gun store. Yeah. Bring some people in from the industry too. I mean, we've got a lot of connections that, uh, you know, with this new podcast machine that you got here i mean we can get we can tie in telephone which was awesome we were talking to one of our friends earlier and it was like wow this is crystal clear and he's like on our show so yeah i thought it was pretty cool yeah pretty incredible but uh you know guys we we really wanted to bring you guys the best audio experience right off the get-go that's why we invested in some of the best microphones and audio recording equipment um that was our goal just to give you guys a good experience so like i said this has been a very loose, loose podcast, but we're definitely going to narrow it in. And I would be expecting podcast links anywhere from 20 to 20 minutes to an hour. I mean, it's going to vary of, of who's on, what we're talking about, and how fired up we are about it. So, Ryan, do you have any final thoughts you want to say? Final thoughts? I'm going to leave you guys with a quote from uh, Theodore Roosevelt. And uh, he says, speak softly and carry a big stick. You will go far. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Again, this is Take Action, Preserve Liberty with Armac Tactical. Have a great day, guys.